What's up? And welcome to Espresso with Erin and Sarit, the show where you go to gain the confidence and self-empowerment that you need to live your best and most authentic life. Tough love conversations to reveal the simple truths that will transform your relationships, your body, and your bank account. We are your hosts. I'm Erin. And I'm Sarit. And we are on a mission to transform the lives of millions through the same fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, and financial habits that have transformed ours. Good Friday! And happy noon o'clock. Welcome back to another fantastic episode of Espresso with Erin and Sarit. So you guys, as you already that know, sounded good, huh? Fridays are guest interview days, and today we have a very special guest with us. And I gotta be honest that I am personally really excited for this. And no, I do not say it all the time for every single conversation. So <laughs> this one's gonna be an epic one. Today we have the pleasure of chatting with Jason Pennell, a network marketing expert. Aside from being great at his craft, Jason takes pride for his greatest gift, his four children. Jason's desire to help men overcome the mindsets that have plagued us since the beginning of time. And you guys, today we'll be talking about owning your identity and cultivating a life of prosperity that's filled with fulfilling accomplishments, soulful relationships, and about the correlation between impact and income. So hold on. And regardless of whether or not you are into network marketing, there is something that you will be able to pull away from this for life in general. Without further ado, what does that even mean? Jason Fennell, <laughs> welcome to the show. Awesome, awesome. I'm glad to be here. I don't, I don't know what that means either. Uh, you mentioned it, further ado. It's a, I think it's a theater term. Yeah. Makes no sense. So, hey, um, you know, before we get down to business, this, this show, as you can see, is called Espresso with Aaron and Sarit. So I must ask, are you a coffee drinker? I drink coffee on um, road trips. There's nothing like truck stop coffee. That's how I put it. Other than that, it's my it's my focus in the morning, and it always has been. So I've never been a big coffee fan, but I can drink it. Focus in the morning. And by the way, for those of you guys who are listening, and if you're on Team XMD, drop it in the comments so Jason can see you. If you were in the previous XMD Summit, then you may have heard Jason speak. Well, you probably did. You didn't, it's probably because you were taking too long in the bathroom. But Jason, <laughs> you're fire. And today we're going to dig just a little deeper. And man, I'm so grateful to have you on, on this episode because you are just full of so much wisdom and experience. So, I mean, you've got a lot going on, right? Like you're a dad, you've got three or four kids? Four. Four. How old are they? So my only son, he's my oldest, he's 16. Then my oldest daughter, she turns 15 on Monday next week. And I have a nine-year-old and a five-year-old, three girls. Wow, I love it. So you're a dad, also you're a spiritual leader. Now, I want to know what event or maybe series of events, you know, gave you the aha moment that, you know, Making a positive impact is your passion. Well, I grew up in a preacher's home. My dad was, was a pastor. I'm a fifth generation in, in, in ministry and in church. And so I grew up in church. And 
I became, I grew up around church services and in the deep South and in the Bible belt. And so every, you got kind of got thrown into, into doing stuff in the church. And so um, I'm a drummer. That happened when I was nine years old, just started doing it. God just gifted me with that. Never had a lesson in my life, started playing drums. And so I was always involved in church. And so then I began, um, we didn't have, I was a small church and we didn't have a youth pastor. So my dad said, you want to do it? I said, sure. So it was me and my two buddies kind of drew straws and I, I came out with the short one. So I became the youth pastor and started there. There's my, my speaking career started. So I started speaking at 14 years old and honing that a little bit and loving it. Speak then all through high school and into college. Begin to speak uh, at camps and conventions and different churches and things like that. And so it's, then once then I got into ministry was a youth pastor. My degree is in urban ministry. So I worked in inner cities, work with inner city youth, uh, inner city youth programs, uh, underprivileged kids. So always had a passion. My, my heart always was out for the people that everyone else gave up on. I love working with people that just everyone else seems like there's nothing left. You know, they, they, no, one, no one cares about. So that's where it kind of moved from there. And then once I get into my previous business network marketing, the opportunities, you know, your gifts make room for themselves. If you're gifted in something, it'll come out. So being a speaker kind of happened and then having the chance to speak to, in Cowboy Stadium on three different occasions to 25,000 people was nuts. So uh, it's a blast. And then to get to speak and now be a part of X Endurance and speak there and meet people. It's just it's fun to me. Um, my, I don't know if you've done strength finders, but my, my number one strength finders, I have four under influence and one under executive. I have zero in strategic and zero in relationships. I'm just like, hey, I'll tell you what to do, but don't ask me to help you. Uh, that's a joke, by the way. Um, <laughs> but I was always, I love to motivate and encourage and inspire. And I used to joke all around all the time that my other gift was an agitator. I always had a knack for saying the things that everyone else was thinking, but there's a right way to do that too. So you can, you can help people get agitate, get, get people uncomfortable, I guess is the thing. And that's where real change happens is when you get uncomfortable with what you've been comfortable with. So it's a long answer to a, to a good question. I just asked somebody a couple of questions and they kept saying, man, these are really hard questions. And I was like, hard questions create motion. Yeah. That's the agitator. Like, yeah, yeah. You have a hard yeah. time answering it because that's what's going to move you forward. You got to break through something to get there. I saw yeah. that uh, when you were speaking at the XND summit. I love it. Yeah. So, you know, I want to I wanna dive into network marketing in just a little bit because, I mean, man, you, you have a, a wealth of knowledge, literally and figuratively. But, um, you know, since you have, you know, so much experience, like, you know, within your own spiritual journey, I want to talk about the correlation between selling and serving, because I think one mm -hmm. of the biggest things that you know, draws somebody away from an amazing opportunity when it presents itself. If it has anything to do with selling is the fact that, oh, I'm not a good salesperson or, oh, um, you know, there is something wrong with selling. Can From your own spiritual journey, not even like your experience, talk to us a little bit about your thought about selling is serving. Yeah. That's a great question. And, and I think that most people don't realize they sell every day. You sell your favorite movie, you sell food you eat, you sell your favorite gym clothes, you sell your gym, you sell your products. You're selling every single day. You don't realize it. What I learned more than anything in this business, but in, in my walk with God and in my relationships and, and what I'm doing is if you just serve, if you just put people ahead of you, if you just serve, there's a favor follow serving. It just happens that way. People want to go with people who put others first. And so 
as it pertains to network marketing, if you just take on a sales hat, like a lot of people are good at retailing or they'll sell to their friends or they'll, or they, or I don't know if they're good at it. They just, they tend to do it. They just tend to sell it or we're afraid to sell it. But at the end of it, it's just being, putting people's needs first, find a need and fill it. If there's a need in someone's life, just help fill that need, find something there that you can help and serve people. And then again, I keep coming back to it. Your gifts and your opportunities will make room for you. You'll, you'll find yourself using what you have to grow a business. I always, I just tell people all the time is we had success in a previous company so fast, got to made about $20,000 in my first 90 days, 148,000 my first year. And people ask all the time, like, well, of course that was the compensation plan. It worked differently. All, all MLMs have a different comp plan. That particular one had a rookie bonus structure where you could earn a thousand to $6,000 every two weeks, your first year, based on just your sheer volume you're putting in. So I saw that as like, all I got to do is go out work people. You may be smarter than me, more talented than me, but you will not outwork me. That's how I saw it. I, will, I had a mentor that was killing it. And I told her, I said, I'm either going to make you quit or make you rich. One of those two things are going to happen. We're going to work. We're going to go at it. And I think what I, the skills that I took with just building people, train, take that and put it into network marketing. And that's all it was. People say, well, how did you grow so fast? How did you build such a huge business? In the church world, we call it discipleship. Others call it mentorship. Just take somebody under your wing and show them how to and do life. Just do life with them. Take them to your events. Take them to your classes. Bring them over for dinner. Pour into them. Sit around the table and drink coffee and just talk about life and doing life with people. Much of my business growth was on the roads, going to different events. I'd call up team members or new prospects or new guys. Hey, let's go with me. <clears throat> Hop in the truck. I'm driving down to Birmingham. I'm driving over to Memphis to help somebody out. Ride with me. And those conversations along the way are how you grow a business. But the thing is, see, you don't, you don't realize you're growing a business when you're doing it. You don't realize, you don't understand it, but the, you're building bonds and relationships that can't be broken. And some of it to this day, many of those people are my, some of my dearest friends. So it really comes down to pouring yourself, pouring out, pouring yourself out to people and just being a complete servant, just serve other people. And, not, and it's, it's such a generic term you hear from stages in MLMs. And that kind of gets annoying to me, you know, serve people, serve people, but it's really, it's the truth. It, it, it's really how you operate. And it's, it's more of a life, it's a lifestyle than it is something you say. So it has to be lived out and proven. Mm, and it's not that. fast either. It's not going to be fast. It's something you're going to have to take time and, and invest time and realize that, okay, if I just pour in enough people, you know, help people achieve their dreams, you're going to get yours. The more people you help, the more money you make. So you've got to actually become as selfish as you can possibly be if you want to make a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. So, you know, let's, let's, get into network marketing and i i love the fact that you were throwing out numbers i know that in network marketing there's this thing where it's like okay don't talk about numbers but you know before we get into it do i have your permission to put all the cards out on the table or is there any kind of rule that we need to not abide to because this is the ens army like we do whatever we want yeah okay well, cool. yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, i don't mind i don't mind sharing numbers not at all all right. All right. Appreciate it. Because that's when people can really like have a clear picture. Yeah. However, everybody needs to know that, you know, like it's your effort and time that's gonna, just because one person does it doesn't mean that, you know, that's for you, you got to make it happen. So right. I'm just gonna put it out there. So it, it can be very inspiring and it's real life. Yeah. Yeah. That's the intention of, of sharing numbers. To inspire. Right. So how did you get into network marketing in the first place? Okay, it's a great it's a great question. I will say this to uh, as long as people understand when you show numbers out there that it's not projections. It's not saying, "Hey, you can do it too." Um, that's why I'm not with that other company and why it's no longer exists because too many people would cast and project 
everybody can do it, or at least that's the way it was interpreted. And no one, no, I don't even remember anybody there doing that. And we don't do it, but you just have to make sure that disclaimer is there based on your own effort and the compensation plan. Here's what I was able to accomplish, and you may can too. What was the question again? I just rambled. Like, how, um, how did you get into networking? How did you get into it? Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I was working three jobs at the time I was married, and my wife then was working two jobs. We, were, we had three kids at the time, or excuse me, two kids at the time. We were working five jobs. Uh, we were two ships passing in the night, um, scraping by, uh, never, never seeing each other, barely making ends meet. And I had just, my shivagit meter had reached the top. I was over it. I was done. I, I, I couldn't tell. I was at that time 31 years old and I was working like I was 21 years old again. Like I was out in college trying to make work multiple jobs. I was like, that's it. I can't take this no more. And I, don't, I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't have a plan. So I did the obvious. I went and ran in a marathon. I was like, well, that makes sense. Let's just go run in a marathon. It's total sarcasm. On that marathon is where I met this company, had a table and a booth and went and heard of, and met the person that was there. And uh, I happened, my brother happened to be there uh, watching. I don't know how you watch somebody run a marathon, but it's whatever it is. Um, he was there. And, and so while I was running and dying, he was talking to the person at the booth. And he asked me, that, said, hey, tomorrow I got a meeting at the blank office. Can you go? Can you take me? I was like, sure. So I went in and sat in on his meeting. It wasn't even supposed to be mine. And when I heard the plan and I heard the, the pitch, that's what it is. When I heard the pitch and I'm looking at this as an entire city block with FedEx trucks, like taking product. It wasn't some storefront building, you know, stapling papers together, working out of a, you know, a cell phone. This is a legitimate company. And I was kind of like, I went outside and I looked around like, my goodness. When I heard the story and I, saw, I heard what this person was making and heard that she was making more money a month than I was a year. I was like, tell me what to do. Just tell me what to do. And I'll say this and we pause right there is people like me. And I don't know if this is y'all. I don't know you well enough to know this or not, but I'll throw you in there because you're successful. People like us are rare. The kind that just says, tell me what to do. I'll go do it. I don't need to, I don't need to hear, hold the baby. I don't need to hear about the labor pains. I just want to hold the baby. And I know that's insulting, but you, you get my point. It's like, I don't need to hear the ins and outs. So many people will pick up a product. And they'll stare at it and look at the ingredients and have no clue what they're, what they're looking for. They're looking for keywords and things that they were told they watched on a, on a YouTube video or read in a blog that this is bad for with zero knowledge. And then in the other hand, take a sip of their diet coat while they're looking over, over this over here. Or at least it's diet, I guess. But they're sitting there and they're consuming probably the same happens in a business. They'll critique and criticize a business because it doesn't look like they thought it should look. And so for me, I said, I don't care no more. I'm tired of the way life has been. I'm tired of, of the struggle. Something's got to change and something's got to give. And so I went all in, um, went all in with the decision. I'm a fire ready aim guy. Just shoot and figure it out later. Just let's just do this. We'll figure it out. Whatever. Let's go. Let's go do this. And that was what happened. And went out and like close to $7,000 our first month up to like uh, $16,000 our second month total and then $22,000. We earned a trip uh, to Peter Islands in the British Virgin Islands. We did $70,000 in volume in eight weeks uh, to earn the trip. And so it was like, I didn't know it was hard. I didn't, I didn't understand it was hard, but that just kind of st- that, that, that kicked into the, uh, it kicked into high gear um, and hit what was called the diamond level uh, in that company in about two and a half years, which is roughly million dollar year income. And I was there and then reached the platinum, which is about a million and a half a uh, year, year after that. And so that was, and that was there for 11 years. That's freaking amazing. Congratulations. You guys, let's give it up to Jason. But you you have to like, you put your head down. You're like, I'm all in. I'm going to the events. I'm talking to everybody. 
I'm knowing what I can know on, and it's like, it's like soul focus. Like it's the only, this is the thing that I do. Yeah. You, you have to be willing to be weird. Like <laughs> people already think we're weird. Like you're, you tell people that you're in an MLM, they already go, Oh really? And so live, just roll with it. Like who cares? Now, I, I mean, I do a whole training on here's how not to be weird. There's ways to not be weird to your friends and family and not be, not make people like close the blinds and you're walking down the street. There's ways to not do that. Like, but, there, but you're going to, you're already looked at weird. So embrace it, embrace the weird, wear your gear, drink your product, talk about it. They already think you're weird. Give them something to talk about. Yes. So that was, you know, in the first little bit, we, it was just, you have to make it, you have to make a list of negotiables and non-negotiables. I'll give you this as a training here, but this, I don't know how much we go, but I'll, I'll give you this, like things that you make a list on one side, not negotiables and non-negotiables. Here's the things I'm not negotiating away from that I'm not going to give up. I wasn't going to give up church. I wasn't going to go to events that met, took me away from church on Sundays or things, places I was doing, I was serving. I wasn't going to give up t- family time. I wasn't going to give up you know, things with my kids and my family. But for me, outside of those three or four things, everything else was negotiable. I quit playing golf. That's my, that's my vice. That's my thing. Golf's my thing. I played, uh, I, I, that's what I love. Um, and then I gave it up. I said, I'm not playing it until I can afford to pay for it. I gave up extra curriculum. We didn't want, no, more, no more TV. No more going out to movies. No more. And see, again, these are already people cringe. You go, oh, I don't know if I can do that. You're right. You probably can't because very few people can. Very few people are willing to sacrifice now so they can have more later. And so I just look at it as. Say it again. Yeah. Yeah. This is true. I mean, if you got to You got to put you got to like say, OK, here's what I'm willing to not do. And I don't know if you if you read the, the Eric Worre book, but there's a, he talks about that's a great book. But he talks about really every major wave of business can be encompassed in about 90 days. So. If you go through it, we, we used to create these 90 day surges. So it'd be 30 days of prep. We would put people through and then 90 and then 60 days of hardcore work. And so for every 90 days of surging that you do can be attributed typically in network marketing to a six to a hundred thousand dollars. So, uh, yes, GoPro, Perfect. Great. And so if you think about that, so really in my business, so it's 10, 10 years in business. Okay. So wrap your, wrap your brain around this. A never hit the million in a year, but close to seven, but eight, nine hundred thousand dollars in a, a couple of years, mostly rent between six hundred to eight hundred thousand, depending on a year. More money than I've ever made in my lifetime. Five million dollars in 10 years is where we sat. Okay. But I can attribute making that to about two years of work, two years of where I just was working. The other eight years was loving on people, coaching, mentoring, training. That was it. 90 days, then nine months of just, okay, let's get the, let's herd the cattle in. Let's see who, let's, let's start, let's let the dust settle. Where's the leaders? Who's rising to the top? Who came out of this surge? Who's doing Because if you're working this business frantically year round, you're doing it wrong. It's an MLM for a reason. It's not a corporate job. It's not a job. It's a plan B. You know, it's something you do alongside what you do until you can, until it become your plan A. So really it was working those 90 days with reckless abandon check this out. So we would go to, there was about five or six malls in the Dallas Fort Worth area. And we would actually on Saturdays, take our kids. We had a three and a half and two year old. We'd take them to the malls and let them play with the kids and the players and see whose kids they gravitated towards and go sit by the parents and like light them up with what was our focus at the time, what our product was like, Oh, so that's your kid. Oh, that's my kid. Yeah. So what do you, what do you get? And they would have Starbucks in their hand. It looked like they're like death warmed over, just tired, whatever. Cause we go in mornings, right? Evenings. And I got but from doing that, we'd go, we'd go to Chick-fil-A's all over Dallas, Fort Worth. We'd go to McDonald's all over and just play and let the kids play. They'd be worn out on Saturday. Like, I'm sorry. Can we, they've been playing all day in like 12 different play centers. And we got three major legs of business out of that. Three huge that, that got us to where we were, that were still existing to this day. People, we had no idea who they were. 
again, it's like, was it weird? Yes. Would I do it again? No, I wouldn't do it again. But if you're if, if you're willing to do if you're willing to do things like that, you can achieve some crazy things. Sometimes there's a biblical principle of sowing and reaping. Most everybody's heard it, whether it's biblical or not. You've heard you, you you're going to reap what you sow. You're going to reap what you sow. What people don't understand is sowing and reaping isn't just about uh, reaping from what you sow in. So if I plant a seed in this training, or if I'm if I'm going out and I'm going to do some events, or I'm going to I'm going to hand some focus packets out, or I'm going to do some I'm planting some seeds. It doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to reap from those people. It's a principle. Life is built on principles, meaning that if you apply them, you're going to reap what you're, you're going to grow and gain from it. it. May not be now. It may not be a month from now. Maybe a year from now. But I worked for five years making $22,000 a year. I was on government help, food stamps and WIC when we were in Ohio, working in the inner city, barely scraping by. But I was faithful every single day, working with those kids, loving on them, being the father figure that most of them didn't have, pouring out, planting seeds, knowing I would never reap anything from them. But I get into the other company, began working hard, and then all the seeds, all the effort, everything I put into the, the previous years was being reaped in the work there. God honors that. And the same is true in this business too, is that as you begin to put, as you begin to plant seeds in people, you're going to reap. It just may not be from those people. It may be who they know and who they know. And it's, it's hardly ever the first person you talk to, hardly ever. There's a tangent. Sorry, I get all excited and get on a tangent, but that's. No, but, it, but it is the principles. Now, some people will be like, Jason, that's kind of shady. You'll use your kids to make a sale. <laughs> what, would you say that? what would you say to that? What, what's? Uh, they were having a blast. Mind your own business, number one, is what I tell them. <laughs> um, secondly, it wasn't making, I mean, we, we were genuinely, because again, it wasn't, we didn't, it was genuinely like we had to meet people. Because see, I, back up, we moved to Dallas and three and a half million people, we didn't know anybody. So it wasn't a warm market that we had. So we had to go create a warm market. So the only thing we could do was go be around people. And if it came up, we'd let the kids play. If it came up, we began talking about it as it just flowed out of us. It was a part of us. It flowed out of us in natural conversation. It wasn't like, hey, so I'm with this company. Would you like to try a sample? It wasn't a robotic type of feeling. It was just flowing naturally out of these relationships that we were trying to cultivate. Yeah. And the reason that I asked that is like, I, I, I think it's genius. But at the same time, I asked like, there's people will make up their own assessments about, you know, what we say or what we do or right. in our own lives, we explain. And, and that's fine. You know, but if you have to think about, did anybody get hurt? Where people helped in the situation, kids had fun. They got tired. They went to bed at night. Parents good. Kids are tired. Yep. They're sleeping. Great situation. Kids made friends. We made friends. We're going to solve a problem that they have with this product that we have, and they're going to solve a problem that we have by giving us money for it. Everybody wins. What's yeah. wrong? Yeah, yeah. The only difference is that there was a storefront building behind me that they walked in before me. So they used their kids to go into build a bear. They went into wherever, and they were buying product in there. It just so happened that I was sitting out buying. And, and, that, and again, that was in the beginning. I don't, that's not one of those, that's not like, hey, that's tactic number one to go build a million dollar MLM business. That's, that's not it. But those are just things that, again, proving the point, we were willing to do, go above and beyond what was considered normal in meeting people to, to, to get around warm market, to get to create a warm market because we didn't have one. Right. So good. Yeah. What are you willing to give up? I think is uh, the first question that, that I would want to ask the audience is like, think about what, like make that list. Like he said, like, yeah. what are the things you're like, no, absolutely not. These things are so important to me. And think of all the other little minute things, details, like TV, social media, um, this or that, or the other thing that 
you maybe isn't, isn't serving you or getting you anywhere or that you're just willing to not do for a little while. We had this conversation just, we often revisit this conversation. We still do it. Because it's yeah. like, you're building something too. Yeah. You know, how much of certain things in life are we willing to give up to be able to have a, something else later? Yeah. I'm going to give, I'm, okay. I'm going to give you two questions right here. This is just going to, this that you could just hang up. Right now, we can hang up right now and just tell everybody just, okay, this is it. Because these two things are, if you build your business, if you will train people around these two things, you'll never have to worry about people feeling weird. You'll never have to worry about making other people feel uncomfortable. You'll never have to worry because you'll never have to worry. Like a lot of people's fears is they get into MLM. Now, this was true 10, 15 years ago. Now, it's all over Instagram. Everybody's in MLM. Now, you're not cool unless you're in one. You know, whether it's makeup or hair products or nutrition or something. Like everybody's got a side hustle. Every reel out there is somebody's side hustle. So it's not so much the stigma as there used to be, but there is still one out there. But these two questions, if you answer them every single day before you go, before you put your, your ex-endurance hat on or whatever other company, if someone's in something else, these two questions will help you gauge your day and live in your day. And they are this. When people, it's, it's these two questions that people ask when they see how you're living and how you do business. Do I want to do what you're doing? And do I want to be who you are? Mm. Those two things are it. Do I want to do I see my do I want to do what you're don't want to do what Aaron Sarit's doing? They're at their niece and nephews, their cousins, their kids. They're 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 at their ball game, but they're on the phone the whole time, pacing up down the sideline, not really watching. That's not attractive. I don't want to be a part of that. I don't whatever they're doing, I don't want to do that. Because we used to have people that would brag, oh, I did a Zoom webinar sitting on my laptop, sitting in the bleachers. I'm killing it. No, not really. You're unattractive. You're you're what people don't want. People don't want that. That's the reason they that's again, that's that weird label. Like, look at this weirdo. You're either MLM or you're you're doing something else even worse. And so do I want to do what you're doing? So, you know, I remember times we would be in the line at the movies, going to a movie. And this is, this is where he's trying to hustle before these questions really got posed to me. I'd be on the phone, cell phone, like doing calls and the kids on there. And I'm on the phone and the kids are like, can I get Butterfinger? I'm like, hold on, hold on. You know, and I'm, I'm on the phone and people were noticing that. And I was like, that, that doesn't look attractive. Nobody wants to be a part of something that takes time. It's supposed to give me time with my kids. So when I'm with my kids, be present. When I'm with my family, be present. Do I want to do it? People say, do I want to do what you're doing? Is the life that you're leading, is it attractive? Are you attracting high quality people? I'm going to come back to that too in a second. Then the second question is, do I want to be who you are? Is what you're doing changing you? Are you growing? Are you becoming a greater version of yourself? Are you becoming a better leader? Are you becoming a better parent, a better spouse, a better coach, a better team? Are you becoming more every single day? Based because you got involved in this opportunity. And if you ask yourself, if you realize that people are checking you out and asking those two questions about you, then you'll never have to worry about doing dumb things and being weird. You'll never have to worry about it because you go, okay, well, people want to do what I'm doing right now. Is this attractive? Will this attract high quality people? And this will attract ones and twos over here, but will this attract a eight? If there's a lawyer or an attorney over here that's working 60 hours a week looking for a plan B, but doesn't really, is to then have the courage to say so, if they saw me doing this, would they be attracted to my life? Or would they be deterred by it because they got they got a status to live up to? Or, you know, if you're yelling at your spouse or your kids in public, you know, or whatever, you know, whatever happens, and you're is something where your character, you're in traffic and you're you've got middle fingers flying galore because someone cut you off, and yet you got an X and D sticker on the back of your car. Again, do people are do I want to be who you are? Apparently you're stressed out, you're late for an event, you're like, ah, you're flipping everybody off and it's not changing you. So then they're going, Well, I don't really want to, you're not a better version of you. So if you're not a better version of you, apparently the only thing I see different about you is you're in this over this little company over here. So that must be the reason you're worse than you used to be. <laughs> and it really has nothing to do with it. it. Has nothing to do with the company over here. It has everything to do with our level of growth and ability to change. 
So good. Okay, so speaking about growth and our ability to change, talk to us about, you know, you, you touched upon um, sewing and ripping. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the importance of self-development in relation to your impact and income. So yeah. personal growth. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, I said this on the training on when in the next and the next steps last Monday night, that before check growth comes personal growth. You will never, your check will never outgrow your personal growth. You're only going to have an income as, that's as large as you are. So you have to invest in yourself. You are your great, your greatest investment. No, nothing else. It's not your products, not your house. It's not your kids, not your cars. You, if you don't invest in you through the things you listen to, and here's where, here's where it gets really personal. Here's where the agitator kicks in because people don't, they don't mind you tell them about their food. They don't mind you tell them about their workouts, but now you start to put your finger in their Kool-Aid when it comes to their friendships and stuff. Now it's like, it's gross. Like, well, Hey, hey hold up. These are my boys. We've been kicking it, you know, for like 10 years and you can't tell me nothing. No, they're the reason you're broke. Because they're broke. And if you want to walk around with chickens, you're going to always be a chicken. But if you ever want to soar with eagles, you're going to have to find some eagles that you can soar with. And they may not look like you want. They may require you to change. You may have to dress a little different. Your language may have to change some. The music you listen to may have to change some. The things you read and watch and do has to change a little bit because you're going, you're getting into elite company now. So you have to decide, do I want that? Because again, that's personal growth. Well, we, you, everyone's heard this, you know, uh, change is, uh, change is uh, inevitable, but growth is optional. We're going to change. Look in the mirror. I swear I look in the mirror. I, go, I can't be this old now. I'm, I mean, I started mother coming. I was 31. I'm 44 now. And I look at, I feel like I'm still 31. Like I'm 25. I still feel like that. But I look in the mirror and you're like, you know what? Change is happening. There's some gray in here now that we used to not be there. And uh, the body don't shape and mold and, and form like it used to, you know, and I can't eat as I got to be even more strict now because I'm, but I, I can grow from it. I can, I can develop new habits. I can develop, you know, or, or increase my habits and my, productivity so you're going to change but how but if you you you, if you want to grow from it's going to take some some steps and there were some really hard times hard things i had to learn i had to get some men in my life here's what i did i gave people i gave i talked about this the other night there's the your fab five and those that missed it you need to create a list of five people no more than five that you give access to your heart and mind and soul because anything more than five people, you're, you're going to have too many opinions. Those those five people it could be your husband, your wife. That could be one, you know, like or your, your family can be like one person. So if you're, your parents, if you if you value them, some people don't have a relationship with their parents. I get it. But anyway, five top people that, you know, they don't care anything about gaining anything from you. They're not looking for your money. They can tell you anything you can put. They'll tell you how dumb your outfit looks. You think you're cool. They will say that's busted. You do not need to wear that. They'll tell you that. They'll, they're the kinds that you've got something in your teeth. They will tell you. You need to have these five people in your life that will speak to you with truth and love without holding anything back, without making you feel like a loser, knowing they're gaining nothing from it, that they just love you. And allow those five people access to your mind and heart that you can bounce questions off of them. Should I ask her to marry me? Should I take this job? Should we move to this new state? You can ask one of those people, if not all five of them, those questions, and then all of them are going to give you wisdom. And here's what that helps is beyond that five people, are going to, trolls are going to come all the time. You probably hear it all the time on Instagram. You've got 7 million followers on there. People coming out there. I think y'all should do this. I think you should do this. And it's just they judge you and criticize you. And, you know, you know, it happens. People all the time are coming and they have the best of intentions. They think like I call it a hero complex. They actually think that I'm the hero in their story. I'm going to tell them, and this is going to change everything for them. And they have good intentions. Most people do. They have an, they're intentionally good, but they don't understand. And so what we take, we take 
we take the words of people we don't know more to heart than the people we love and care about and that cares and love about us, care love us. Mm. And we take their words more at heart. Like, ah, am I really like this? Am I really pretentious and snotty on, online? And this is some guy from Brooklyn that you don't even know who he is. Comment on a picture. And you, and, and you take that to heart when your best friend just said they're so proud of everything you've become and so proud of the change they see. So you take those five. That's per key to personal growth. Find those five people. Let them know, hey, I'm, you're one of my fab, my fab five. I'm giving you access to my life. Anything in my area, anywhere in my, you have permission to speak into me and at me at all times. No, there is no limitation. Everything is, there's no, nothing's off guard. Nothing's, uh, anything in my life that you need, you see, you need to check me on, check me on it. Cause I know you have my best interest in mind. And that gives you freedom to, you'll never get offended. You'll never get, you'll never get hurt because you don't care what those other people think. Cause they're not there. It just bounces off me and goes right back. So that's the key to personal growth is, is finding those people. But also to find, you know, investing in yourself with audiobooks, podcasts, um, you know, taking the time to rest. I can't stress how important rest is. Just taking a day, just turn it all off. Turn off the phones, turn off the, and just let it check out and just rest. Uh, it's vital to your to your success and meant to your mental health is vital. Um, and so personal growth is is my is my wheelhouse. That's where I camp out. I don't think you can't outgrow it. You just I don't care how if you don't change the things, if you don't change certain things about you. You're not. You're you're only going to go so far. Your 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 talent's only going to take you as far as your integrity and character character can keep you. Mm-hmm. So good, so good. I love it. I love it. Let's let's talk about some misconceptions. Okay. That from your experience in network marketing, people should be aware of. Okay. So, I think misconceptions about network marketing is that it is a, it is a job. I think people try to treat, come out of it and treat it like a job. It is a plan B. At any point in your business, if you're working this more than 20 hours a week, you're working too hard. Even if you're full-time at it, there's not that much to do. There really isn't. You talk to people, you take products and you invite people to hear more. That's really all you're doing all day. And then you, when they, they introduce you, you do the same thing with them. And then you're doing life with people. There's weeks, obviously you go on trips or you're doing events and you're like that. But if you're intentional about your time, most network marketing, most businesses, business is happening between the hours of 6 and 10 p.m. Nothing's happening during the day. Everybody's at work, you know, and sitting behind the computer screen, face scrolling on Facebook. That's not work. Being trained, do, watching pod, watching videos on YouTube or listening to audio. That's still not work. You're not getting paid to do. I call them pay, PPAs, paying productive, productive paying activities. What are those things? Those things are people are things that you do that get you in front of new people. If you're not talking to new people. If you don't have somebody to talk to tomorrow, consider yourself unemployed. Like you know, you don't you don't have a you don't have a business. If you're not talking to somebody new every day, you don't have a business. You have a hobby. So misconception is that all of a sudden, and it, it should free a lot of people on here. It should free a lot of people. Wait a second, I don't have to work this like a job. No, not at all. This is something that direct sales. This is a cliche a statement, but you're in business for yourself, not by yourself. So you have an army of people that you're working with and you're collaborating together. And the power of, I can't express the power of third-party credibility and getting on these these type of events, Zooms and online presentations, or we used to call them two-on-one meetings where you meet up at Panera Bread or Starbucks and bring bring your friend over and you know we'd meet with them and sit around and show the presentation and we talk like that. It takes an average of four to six exposures for a person to commit. So stop stressing over the first one. You know, you've got to stuff that pipeline. You got to shove people in it and hopefully bring them out and get them through those exposures. How fast can you get them through the exposure? So that misconception is one is that it's a job. Um, the second, I, th- I think the other, there's not others, there's hundreds of misconceptions about it, is that it's a less than opportunity. It's less than a doctor. 
oh, this is just one of those little things. You're just peel popping. You're just pushing some potion, magic powder. That's all you're doing. It's not a less than. It radically changed my life. I've been all over the world. I've been on all seven continents. Well, I earned a trip on all seven continents. I didn't get to go to Antarctica because my baby was just born, but we were going. Wow. Been to Dubai, South Africa, Bora Bora, Rome, Italy, Greece, Santorini, Venice, London, New Zealand, you name it. I mean, all over the world. And I'm just a redneck from East Tennessee. That's it. I didn't, I didn't, there's nothing about me that's any different than you. Here's what I tell people. Only difference between me and you is I got a 10 year head start. That's it. There ain't no, there, ain't, there was no skill set. There was no quality when it comes to building this business. It provided me and gave me, and my kids have been on. My kids have been to Hawaii twice, been to the Dominican Republic, been to the Bahamas. They've got, they, we homeschooled them for their first, their first uh, like five or six years. Get this, like I'm a huge history. I love history. And I love like, sadly, the two, the biggest things I love studying history are World War II and the Civil War, like our saddest two phases in American history. But I love studying the men and the valor and the guts it took to be those people. And so I got to take my kids to Hawaii and take them to the USS Arizona, take them out to Pearl Harbor and show them history rather than reading it in the book. And that's what this offered me. So there's, this is not less than. So if that's a mentality, it's like a lot of people that holds them back. Like, oh, I don't, I'm afraid to talk about it because what do I tell people? You know, you, you don't, you figure out what you're going to tell people, but don't look at this as it's less than your, your doctor's positions or less than your lawyers or less than your, what your, you know, whatever that it's not up there with the rest because it can be, what, what validates something being less than or greater than is the impact it makes on the people around you and the freedom it gives you. Because when you look up and you're 95 years old, you're not going to wish you'd had more accomplishments with your job. You're going to wish for more time. And for my kids, um, they had dad their entire life. I was the loudest voice in their ear. I was the first voice they heard and they woke up. I was the last voice they heard and they went to bed. And you cannot put a price tag on that. You can't put a job title on that. That's going to make me feel any better. And so that's the other misconception. Don't don't look at it as, well, it's just, you need to see this as this is your moment. This is your key to finding financial freedom, time freedom that uh, you can, you'll not find anywhere else that will get, afford you the opportunity to live a life that you never dreamed possible. So those are the two biggest ones, I think. So I have a question because I, initially, I want to say that I disagree with the first misconception that you said, but I think it's important that we define what, what you're talking about when you say work. Mm-hmm. So when you say like, it's not a job, right. you, you, if you're working more than 20 hours a week, you're doing it wrong. In my mind, I'm like, what if you love it? What if you have the time? And what if you want to do more and you want to go faster? Good. You know? And then I'm like, okay, well, what is work? Like, what is he right. defining as work? Good. That's a good question. Good clarity. Good cl- question. So what I mean by work is, and again, I'm talking about, I'm glad you asked. Let me clarify. So what a lot of people do when they get in this, they automatically associate work. And we saw this as our business actually began to decline the last two or three years with the advent of social media. People begin to stay on Facebook. They begin to stay and watch lots of training videos or thinking they were working. They were doing activities that weren't paying them. So if you break down what paying productive activities are, those are things where you're, you and another person are going over the compensation plan and there's either a purchase or there's a purchase or, and a selling, a selling and a purchasing of a product. So we break it down to that, that moment where somewhere there's a product being exchanged, that's work that's making you money. So everything you're working to do is getting you to that person to a purchase, one of those four to six exposures. So when I say you're doing it wrong, let me back up. I don't, you can go at 40 hours a week. Multi-level marketing as a whole, you're not supposed to work it that much. In a retail mindset, if you're just talking, if you're out retailing, you're going, most businesses in network marketing are a mile wide, but only an inch deep. The true depth of my business was I had depth for days. I had I was bringing in volume. Uh, I'm, I'm talking two hundred plus thousand dollars in volume a month. 
You think I was doing that? No. It was that you dig, dig depth. And that's, the, that's where I see with X Endurance, where I see a lot of people aren't really focusing on, is they're trying to retail, retail, retail. But the power is in building depth. The power is saying, who do you know? Who do you know? Who do you know? And going down and going down and going down. And then duplicating yourself in the next person and then teaching them to do the same. That's why I said at the very beginning, taking people on the journey with you. So as you get further down in that depth, your work changes. It doesn't go from so much hustle. It goes into mentoring and growing and training as a leader. You, you turn into that. And then so the work is goes, so it's 10, 15, 20 hours a week. But then the other 20, 40, 20 hours a week you want to work, maybe just you out meet new people. We call that's work, but that's not necessarily the work that's paying you, but you have that freedom to do it. So you just go for it. I'm, I'm went fast. I'm like, I, hey, there was nobody wants to go fast more than me. And that's what we did. I was like, I'm blazing a trail. Like it was fire, like I said, fire ready aim. So moving fast is all is what I'm all about. I don't know why you would go slow when you, you know, but there, but what I mean is that you just have to define, like you said, you have to define what is the work you're doing and then really utilize what multi-level marketing is, which is cashing in and using the people above you. And, and training and duplicating yourself and other people. Does that make sense? Does that clear, hopefully clarify a little yeah. bit? Yeah, and I think even more easily understood, it'd be like direct and indirect. Mm -hmm. right? So what you're talking about, PPA, productive paying activity, right? Yeah. Is like the direct work that you're doing where there's there's a potential for a, an immediate transaction. Of yep, yep, right? yep. Um, but then the indirect work would still be is the work that you're doing on yourself. It's still it still is effective yeah. in creating money, but it's just indirect work. So it, it shouldn't be felt like work, I suppose. Well, and it was well, not just indirect. It's as much too, is that you're pouring into people on your team that you may not be pay, getting to anything from immediately. You're teaching them how to build and build depth. And so while that may not create a paycheck over time, you're going to see your, you're going to see your volume increase. And then as you get down more levels, it opens up more percentages. Again, I'm talking about X endurance compensation plan. And then you're the, there's a moment that happens that your eyes open up and the light bulb comes on. You go, wow, because it's work. It's 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 working smarter, not hard. That's the power of multi-level marketing is knowing that you're building, you're working with people below you, and then taking them on the journey and then helping them take. So what you just have to do is duplicate yourself. I was talking to Mike Barron today about this. Not Mike. Not talking to one of the guys on my team. I was like, with the compensation plan and with X Endurance, if you just grow, if you retail and grow your first two levels, and then you teach your person right underneath you and that person underneath them to do the same thing, you can explode your business. Just through two levels. You don't have to dig down to 19 levels. Again, again, you're going to mentor. Let's say you've got, you know, you got two new people and they bring two new people and they bring so then you've got eight or nine or ten. Are you gonna tell them no? No. But grab them in a room that you're in, grab them in a room, do a training, show them here's how to build a business. You're pouring into them. It's work, but it's fun. It's not truly work. It's paying you right then and there. It's paying you for the long haul. So I like I like that direct and indirect. So yeah. I wanted to clarify because I think that there's some people who can take that and be like, oh, yeah, you hardly have to work. And I'm like, no, you got to work. But when you're mentoring, that's work that is indirectly benefiting you because of the volume it's going to create through other people. Yeah. It's still, you know, so I just wanted to clarify in my own mind, you know, I'm aware I, we can make our own assessments of like what work is. I just don't want somebody to walk away from this and be like, oh, Jason said, if I'm working. Uh, more than you know, 20 hours a week of doing it wrong. So I need to do less. And let me back up too. Let me clarify this too. It should not be your full-time job until you're, until you're making three times your paycheck. That should not be. I mean, because it's such a dependent on volume. Uh, maybe not three times. That was our previous cut. Maybe this is different, but maybe if you can walk away, but just because I, I know firsthand what it is to lose it all, it went away because of bad decisions of a few people, that monthly income of 
40, $50,000 went away because of bad decision making. So I'm here, I am rebuilding everything all over again. So that job, so for someone out there that's working a full-time job or they're a full-time mom, which is a full-time job or a full-time dad, that's full-time. So what you need to do, my advice is you clock in the moment you get somebody on the phone. The moment you're talking to somebody about your business, you're on the clock. So let's put that in the hours. That's your work. So then dedicate, no one's really going to talk to around, I don't know what, 5.30 to 7. That's dinner time. Most people, 5.30, 7.30, it's not. Because again, do I want to do what you're doing? Do I want to do who you are? Do I want to call people during dinner? No, I don't. So I'm not going to do that. I don't want to be bothered. So I'm not going to do that. So if you clock in, let's say 7, 7.30, and you'd commit to working till 10 of making new phone calls, following up with people who you sample product with, you are on Facebook looking for new friends, new friends that you can make, you can make connections to Messenger or Instagram direct message. You're looking for you're prospecting. That's clocking in. So you do that two to two to four hours a night, you're looking at 10 to 20 hours a week. But, and because you're already working full time and then you're building it alongside your current life. So what I mean is if you, oh, I'm quitting my job, I'm gonna work this full time. That's what I mean. That it's not a job in the sense where you can quit it and start working it tomorrow and all of a sudden you can walk away and, and you got all this income coming in. It's something to be built alongside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really good, really good. Hey, what would you say are like the top skills that somebody needs to learn in order to be successful in this business? I, I would say telling your story. And, and I mean, just like, like to being able to talk about what you, what you know, I always tell people like, say what you know, like, you know, it. you may not know a whole lot, but whatever you know, own it. You may know one product. You may know one thing about X endurance. It's based out of Scottsdale, Arizona. Well, re- talk about Scottsdale, Arizona. Like you've lived there your whole life, whatever you do own that. Talk about that. Um, I'd say long-term your, your skill set's going to grow. I'd say the number one thing is being teachable. You got to be teachable. You got to be willing to suck up your pride. I'll leave you with a quick story. Um, it took me 30 days to figure this out. I was an arrogant preacher guy. I was a guy, so I already had the world figured out. Being a man and a preacher, I had God cornered. I mean, I had it all figured out, and uh, that was me. So I, I, but I was also broke and desperate and had no money. So there, what's that tell you? And my mentor was this thin, fit, flashy, platinum blonde. She looked the part of an MLM. I mean, everything you think about MLM, she was it. Rode, drove the car, dressed like stilettos and like everything was like bedazzled with the logo of the company on it. And everything was like, but she was brilliant. And her and her husband had paid off half a million dollars in debt. And she shared her story with me. And she was like, let me share my story. I was like, okay, what do I do? She said, put me on the phone. Uh, she said, put me on the phone as many people as you can, as often as you can. And let's let them hear what you heard and let them make the decision. I said, cool. What do you want me to do? She said, shut up and smile. Done. I can do that. I like my gift. She said, no, just nod. She said, just nod, nod and smile, like in agreement. Every phone call, I don't need, she said, I don't need your funny anecdotes. I don't need your jokes. I don't need your input. I don't need your wisdom. I don't need your, I don't need nothing. I need you to bring people. You bring the people and I bring the knowledge, the wisdom, the credibility and the stories. And together we're going to be able to help build your business. Done. Well, I thought it was done. First 30 days I'm trying, I'm interjecting. I'm getting on the phone with new people. I'm talking for half an hour. Hey, you know, you're going to love this. You're going to love this product. this and, and, you know, like I'm killing, I'm totally botching it. I'm totally like overselling it. And here's the thing too. You can, another skill is learning, know when to shut up. You can actually sell your product and buy it back because you just don't know when to stop talking. It's such a, I had that skill set. I had that down. Perfect. I was great at that. And so we had a couple, we had a meeting like set up uh, at a gym and um, I walked in with my diesel shoes on and my vest over my t-shirt. I was looking so smooth at 32 years old. I thought I was, I was so, my, with my faux hawk. It was awesome. When I walked into this gym, and uh, the guy, and here she shows up dressed to the nines. She always dressed like she was about to present. 
to the stadium. Like she was always 100% professional. Was it my look? No, but she was always giving me her very best. She didn't show up sloppy. She showed up man ready to give her best. That's a, as a mentor, do that for people too. But finally, so two people back to back canceled. And I was like, dang, what's wrong with these people, man? Nobody wants this. Nobody wants it like I want it. I was like, I said, hey, what's the, what do you think the pro- is the problem? And this was 30 days, this was 30 days into it. She goes, you really want to know? I said, yeah. She goes, you don't know when to shut up. I said, what are you talking about? She goes, I don't need your help. You're doing all the talking and you're taking the power away that I have. It's my story we're using. She said, she asked me this. This is, You want to talk about like hardcore? She asked, she goes, who, who's making all the money and who has none between the two of us? You are. She said, okay, so let me do the work. Like, can you imagine like, I'm this guy, this preacher, and this, this woman, and this woman, we, are, we have the same personality. She was so strong and so driven, such a powerful woman, like network, like just, she's incredible, speaker and communicator. And I was like, okay. She said, look, Jason, in due time, you're going to run your own business. You're going to be, you're going to be super successful. I see it in you. Right then and there, she saw, she spoke to what she saw in me when I was down. She goes, but the sooner you get down to the system here, the sooner you get this down, the sooner you get to do this on your own. So fine. The very next day, I got somebody on a phone call. That person went straight to the top discount level and jumped in and put us to work. And that became our biggest organization in the very beginning. And from that point on forward, never looked back. And I I learned right then and there, okay, just get out of the way. And even years into the business, I would still grab her and introduce her to people, not because I needed the help, but I was was training. I was showing people what to do by doing it. So to me, that being teachable is so important. I was was willing to learn. Listen, I was willing to be quiet. And go to work and do what she said because she had the proof of what I wanted. She already had it. And so that is a skill set you have to learn. Knowing when to be quiet, knowing when to be teachable, willing to learn and 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 to put that time, put that time in that's gonna get you there. And you'll look up and have a business that you'll be you can be proud of. That's awesome. That was that was so good. I'm gonna leave you with one more question. Okay. For somebody who's just starting their team X and B business. If there is one thing that they can do to help them move forward, what is that one thing? One thing, just one. Okay. Uh, one thing. I would say find your purpose. Find out why you're doing it. Well, if you don't know why you're going to do this, then, and, and here's the other thing. It's, it can't be about fat and money. Because if you take these products and you do the plan, you're going you're gonna to lose fat and you're going to make money. So then what? what? What happens when all the, all the, if that's your only goals, what happens when you accomplish those? So you've got to find a purpose that's bigger than you. So that when people stand at the door of the door of your phone, the door of your house, the door of your Zoom, and they tell you that this is stupid, these are the same people that that have had your back and or whatever. And I'll tell you how dumb your MLM is, how dumb this is. You'll never succeed. You never committed. Then when they beat you down, if you don't have a purpose and a vision for your life beyond beyond the business itself, <clears throat> you'll quit the first sign of adversity. The first moment it gets hard. The first moment someone tells you no. The first moment someone says, "Oh, you're in one of the pyramid things." You'll go, yeah, I am. And you'll bust out and cry and crawl in a fetal position and like ask if they'll buy back all your product. So you have to find your purpose. Write it down. We say, why do you cry? Why until you cry? What is the why? And if you're helping someone find their purpose, ask, keep saying to this, say, why is that important to you? So if I asked you, say, answer, why, why are you doing this? And you answer, you say, we want financial freedom. I go, well, why is that important to you? Well, because we want to do the X, Y, and Z. Oh yeah. Well, why is that important to you? And you keep digging down in those layers, you find out that at some point a lot of people say, like, oh, because my, my mom worked for three jobs to take care of my, me and my siblings. And I've got two kids now and I find myself working. I don't want to miss out on their lives the way my mom missed out. So you get down to the why. They're crying. And all of a sudden now you've hit the button. Now you've got, okay, now we're going to write that down. And whenever you face adversity, we're going to come back to that why. And we're going to remind you of it. <clears throat> and you're going to give me permission as your mentor to remind you of your why. 
and remind you of your purpose when it gets hard because that's the thing that's going to let you kind of go like this. Okay, okay, put your big boy pants back on and let's get back after it. I would quit every day, but never for more than 30 minutes. I'd get people permission. You can quit every day for 30 minutes. Beyond that, let's get back on the horse and let's get back after it. So find your purpose. That's the biggest one to me. Hey, um, we got to wrap this up, but I want to know, why did you choose to join Team XMB? What drew you to Team XMB as somebody who is like, knows the ins and outs of all things network marketing. Yeah. Well, when I, my previous company went down, everybody kind of jumped on two different other companies. They jumped ship. And I just felt in my spirit to just sit still. I didn't know why. I just, I didn't really, I wasn't, I'm the kind of person too that I don't do things just because everybody else does them. And it almost in spite, almost like, you know what, y'all are going there. I'm not going to go there just simply because I'm not, everyone else is doing it. I can't be legit. I'm not going to do that. And I just felt I need to sit still. X Endurance, though, and I was approached by 30 plus companies worldwide. Hey, I heard, I'm sorry what happened to X and watch your company. Here's what we got going on over here. Come check us out. And it was just like, like chum in the water. X Endurance didn't do that. Thor sent me a email me, said, Hey, I'd like to send you some products. We're a new company. Um, check them out. Tell me what you think. I got them like in May, tried them out. Honestly, I was so used to like the sweetest products that tasted like brownies and frosties that the X and D products was kind of like, wow, this isn't sweet enough. This, and I looked online and I saw people that looked like y'all. And I was like, crap, this is like a CrossFit. This is like a industry for like, really, really, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a dad of four kids. Like, you know, I'm a dadly, I'm a former athlete that's just trying to stay. I just don't want my shirt to touch my stomach. That's literally my fitness goals at the time. Like I want to be fit and be able to run and be in, and play sports, but I'm not trying to, I'm not competing in the CrossFit games. And that's what it looked like. So I was kind of thrown off. And I sat on it, though, for the summer. And then through an introduction or two, I got to meet Jason St. Clair. Jason sold me as a leader. I was blown away by him and his leadership. And he was young, too. He was young and active, but he wasn't like, wasn't like one of these MLM people. Like, and I hate saying that, like throwing all in there, but like really like selling used cars. Like, hey, here we go. We got this. And, you know, like just the way everyone was approaching it. And I was sold off on that. And I saw the problem. I love the marketing. So there's some basic things I can, I can talk about. When it comes to um, culture and leadership, that's always there. But some basic thing, the marketing was brilliant. I love the color scheme. I love the logo. I was, I'd be proud to put it on my, on my clothes. Proud to put on this. I wear this hat out. It smells so bad. It just, I wear it to work out in. I wear it to play golf in. I wear it everywhere. I love it. I love the look. I love the products, how simple they are. They're the cleanest products I've ever put in my body. They taste amazing. Best results. I love, we're, I don't know if people know, we're a completely debt-free company. Don't owe nobody nothing. We create our own stuff. 98% of, of nutritional products out there are built by two or three different manufacturers and everybody else just slaps their label on them and you go buy it and you drink the Kool-Aid. Not us. We make everything in-house. It's our model. It's ours. That's so, that was big to me. Um, and then the fact too, it's the perfect storm. It is a 20-year-old retail company that's only two years old in, in MLM. There's over 600,000 customers worldwide that have no idea how to get this product anymore. It made sense. I felt like I could go and leave a legacy here. I could leave my thumbprint on a company from leadership perspective, from culture, and build a business that I could be proud of that uh, no one else was doing. Nobody else followed me. I didn't have any of my team members follow me over here. My whole team is an orphanage. That's what I call it. It's like an orphanage of all the people that just kind of, they're a bunch of foster kids that came in from other companies that kind of straggled in, was hurt themselves, and felt beat up themselves and we're looking for leadership. I was like, come on, we'll do this together. And that's what our team, my team is. And then now they're th thriving and, and, and uh, my life is different too. I'm not moving at the same pace I moved at when I was, when I first started the other one, but I saw an opportunity here that was, that was equally brilliant <clears throat> from leadership and culture. I could, I could leave an impact, but also from business 
the marketing and the branding and the, and the look of it is something I could be proud of and I could get behind. And those two things combined, it was a no-brainer for me. So good. Dude, thank you. If somebody yeah, wants pleasure. to reach out to you, where can they find you? Uh, best thing, they can go to go to uh, Facebook or Instagram. Instagram's I am Jason Pinnell. They can go there and mess, direct message me there. First and foremost, I'm a, I'm a speaker, communicator. That's what I love to do. Motivation, Zooms, all those kind of things. Obviously, X Endurance also got other jobs and full-time dad. But anybody, you know, that's that's the easiest way to find me. That's the same on Facebook too, Instagram and Facebook handle. Jason, that was awesome. Thank My you. pleasure. Thank you. Thank y'all for having me. It's an honor to get to, to share time with your people. You, you have a great team. Uh, it's awesome what y'all are doing and um, you're killing it. I'm, le- I'm learning from y'all too, watching from a distance. I, there's things I got to keep learning in myself, but I'm honored to be here. Thank you for sharing your family with me and giving me the chance to, to, to share with you guys. It's been a privilege. Thank Absolutely. you. Thank you. Until next time. And ENS Army, we will catch you on the flip side on Monday at noon. Between now and then, have yourself an amazing weekend. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Espresso with Erin and Suri. On your way out, be sure to check out our website, erinandsuri.com, to keep up to date with what we have going on and maybe grab some free stuff. And if you feel so inclined, hop on over to leave us a five-star review. Wink, wink. And remember... Life is more fun when you subscribe to Aaron and Sarit.